the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine, that's amore. Bells will ring, tingle-ling-a-ling, tingle-ling-a-ling, and you'll sing Vita Bella. Hello, everybody. You have found yourself at yet another episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, episode 82. I'm Jack. 82! 82! Two? There's two of them. Two 80s. Oh, my God. That's that's Jack, by the way. I interrupted him rudely. I'm Andy. And welcome back to What a Beautiful Podcast. Oh my god, it's good It's good to be back. We're in the... We didn't leave, it's just good to be back, you know? Yeah, you know, it's always good to be back. But, uh... So I don't really have anything witty to start this out. I don't have anything interesting to talk about at the start of the episode. Do you have anything, Jack? Uh, not really. I mean, it's been pretty quiet on the Joge front as anything that's not... Oh, we can talk about there was uh, that trademark for Golden Wind, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we haven't heard anything concrete yet, but there is a couple logos and a trademark dug up uh, for the Golden Wind anime. And if they are actually going with that, then they're actually going to have they're going to call it Golden Wind, not Vento Oreo, which is an interesting choice. I feel like it would make more. I mean, it probably makes more sense from a marketing standpoint, honestly, but it's definitely an interesting choice. Yeah, especially if they wanted to market it to, like, an overseas audience. Um, I mean, like, if they want to market it to their own audience, Vento sure. Oreo is an Italian phrase. <laughs> yeah, but the Japanese are used to Vento Oreo, because, like, I mean, it, That's I, true. it came out there as, like, Bento. I don't even want to try to, like, Romanize that into uh, <laughs> Japanese. Like, but, but regardless, uh, they have it. Um, the thing about that is David Production is slated to do the Captain Tsubasa, like, remake anime in 2018, so I don't think we're gonna see anything from them, uh, for the foreseeable future, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get an announcement this year, unfortunately. It seems extremely unlikely, and if we do get an announcement this year, it'll be at the end of the year, and it probably won't actually come out until summer 2019, if that. So, uh, yeah. see you in hell, uh, Jodor's Bizarre Adventure, the animation, uh, <laughs> we hardly knew ye. <laughs> Remember, there was definitely a point in time where we thought, like, oh yeah, they're just gonna do one part after the other, like, bing, bang, boom, we'll see Steel Ball Run, like, 2020. It's, it's all yeah. good. That didn't yeah, happen. we we were foolish, foolish fools. But, I mean, I, it pretty much had everybody fooled, because it's just like, oh, you know, part five, when? Uh, never, maybe. Who turns the fuck out. knows at this point? <laughs> turns yeah. out, it turns yourself. out nothing's a clear-cut deal. I mean, listen, I highly doubt. I'm sure it does. I'm sure the anime does well, mm-hmm. but I don't know if its ratings are high enough in Japan to really warrant, uh, you know, just a continuing, like a constant basis. Yeah, I'm not sure about that because, like, anim- the way anime sells and like where that money goes is a whole thing unto itself like i'm not gonna try to pretend to know anything about it so like me yeah i mean i don't know they have a really like high expectation for this stuff because i mean fucking fucking dragon ball super is going off the air in march it's like ending or some kind of hiatus or something but yeah it's actually ending in march which took me by fucking surprise honestly 
because it's just like it just seemed like it was one of those things that's gonna go on forever but nope there goes my one weekly anime rest in peace dude just watch pop team epic come on it's great Ugh. Come on. <laughs> there's a lot of good anime or at least watchable anime this season <laughs> There's some good stuff in there. Just just go to Crunchyroll. Uh, I'll, I'll see what happens. Button. Yeah, I'll see what happens after it ends. I'm gonna need something to fill that fill that wound. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you some. I'll give you. I'll give you some salve for that wound. I, it needs to be dumb and it needs to be fun. That's all. Right. All, all I ask. All right, I can, I can do something with that. All right. Because but, speaking, all right, we're gonna keep rambling. And speaking of things that like the opposite of dumb and fun. Have y'all watched Devilman Crybaby? Because that shit is nuts. I was gonna bring it up because I know you you would just watch it. Like we're gonna we're gonna do some uh, some Devilman stuff later on. But Devilman Crybaby, what did you think? I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I because I I really liked it, but mm-hmm. I, I also am not really sure how I feel about it as 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 a whole as a story. But overall, I really liked it. Yeah, I mean, I I just think that there's some mix. There's a lot of mixed messaging going on near the end, and I'm not really sure what it was all supposed to be about at the end of the day. Yeah, but, uh, I've read some stuff from people that are much better at me at piecing together symbolism, and it does like it forms a very cohesive whole in that respect. If you try to like watch it as a story, <laughs> you're gonna lose your mind because it's not the the plot beat to beat. The pacing is fucking horrible. The pacing is all over the place. Like, it doesn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah, because it's not meant to have, like, normal, like, uh, episode-to-episode pacing like that. Um, for, like, what I've read, people call it, like, it's more about the emotional beats flowing rather than the individual plot beats. But see, what's interesting is I think it's the emotional beats that didn't really make much sense to me near the end. I, I think that it kind of just jumps all over the place between like okay so this is supposed to be the message but now it's this and then it goes back to this like is mm. it, it, it like basically at the end it's just like it, it can't really make a decision on whether humans are bad or not and it really like uh i don't know because it just it gives you a lot of reason to be like oh i'm really mad especially in episode nine like all oh, these people oh, are garbage yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's the scene, you know, there's the happy scene where, like, oh, everything's okay, but then it gets really bad again, and I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, so am I supposed to be, is this supposed to be nihilistic? Is this supposed to be optimistic? Like, it's, the, I don't know. The interesting thing is, like, from what I've pieced together and what I've read, it's more like a romantic tragedy. Like, cause a book ended, like, by Rio and Akira's relationship, like... And everything that happens in the middle is kind of just the means to that, like, in serving to that relationship. Like, we can can go go into detail in, like, another place where we we can say spoilers, but... But but point being, it's good. Watch it unless oh, you'd be unless you're easily disturbed. Then don't because it's fucking disgusting. Oh yeah, like, it's le- it's legitimate. It warning. is legitimately disgusting. So I don't even say that like, oh, you're a wimp if you don't watch. No, it. No, no, like, no, no, really, no. people it's say not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, like lot lot of violence, lot of sexual violence, and like body horror. Just if any of that, not your cup of cup of bag. You know, cup of bag. Just don't bother it's fine you're you're still valid 
Yeah. All right. We pulled we pulled the gold opening topic out of that. So oh, let's. Yeah. Uh, anime is great. Anime is great. Let's read some fucking Joge. How? Oh, what yeah. do you think I'm about excited. that, Jack? What? <laughs> I said, what do you think about reading some Joge, Jack? How do you feel? I think it's fine. I think it's. A good, <laughs> I think it's good. It's a good way to spend a Monday night. Like I look, I look forward to this because like I don't read this outside of here, and so seeing this in color is such a new experience for me that it's like, oh yeah, this did happen, and it was rad as hell. Yeah, exactly. It's just like our weekly book club, you know. It's a yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> that's what this is. It's a weekly book club. Remember when this podcast first started? We were gonna try to like you know discuss and and like analyze it and we were and gonna be we're... critical and like yeah actually <laughs> man i took notes <laughs> yeah you did take notes once upon a time once yeah. upon a time we didn't even read every page we just when we our phantom blood coverage is so different compared to what we do now because phantom blood we just kind of jumped around and like talked about the individual story beats but now we read every fucking page <laughs> yeah because it's so good it's enjoyable to look at and to read if we did that with Phantom Blood, I think we would have just stopped. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like it better this way. This is more fun. Yeah. Anyways, we're on chapter. What chapter was it? I forget. 487. It was 487. Chapter 487, The Forense Bound Super Express Part 2. If you remember last week, we had a bit of an opening chapter where the gang, well, Bruno specifically figured out what the key is for, and the key goes into a turtle. Let's find out what the turtle is. Yeah, and they got started to get slurped into the turtle. So, I and guess let's we'll find meet out. this man with no neck. <laughs> Ooh, yeah this this man would not look out of place on Ed Ed and Eddie. Like th- this <laughs> man, like Pesci is like a, an Ed Ed and Eddie kid grown up. He has he has no chin. Um, his torso just extends right into his face. Like he looks like a carrot. Kind of. Like, his head yeah. is kind of like a carrot sticking out of his torso. Oh, God. So, anyway, we cut... We see kind of a different perspective from when Bruno realized what the turtle was for. Mm-hmm. So, we see him run onto the train, and this mysterious shadowy figure I love is that he's all him. in shadow, but it's bright daylight. <laughs> it's, like, in the middle of the day, but somehow he's covered in shadow. Like, okay, man. Whatever. All right, whatever. Um, Even when we're in the train, and, like, here's Pesci in full color, and then here's this guy just in shadow. Like, come on, man. (laughs) Pesci, like, from any angle is so funny to look at. Because when he's, like, in the background and not, like, super close up, he just kind of looks like Shrek. (laughs) It's really good. His ears stick out. Get out of my swamp! Get out of my swamp! His ears stick out. He's got his weird hair. Um, all right, so Pesci and the mysterious uh, shadowy figure, his brother, are both on the train now. <clears throat> uh, 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 hey, Pesci, what are you doing here? Fruh, I was gonna ask the same thing. What's the matter? Where'd Bucalati go? Wasn't he at the drinking fountain? Bucalati? Listen, pe- Buke. <laughs> Listen, he says Bruh instead of bro. I feel like Pesci is a fake Italian or it's a put on. I don't know. I, I'm honestly curious if real Italians actually shorten Fratello to Fra. 
Like, if that's a real thing. Like, I kind of doubt it. It sounds like... It sounds fake. It sounds made up by a Japanese yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, hey, you. Oh, wait. He's, like, peering through the window. He's trying, to, man. he's trying to figure out where Bukulati went. Hey, you. Pesci. You know what Bukulati looks like, right? And Abaccio, Mista, Fugo, Narancia, and that new kid, Chorno. You know what they look like, too, right? Fra, don't you think that's a little harsh, even for you? I stared at their photos and personal files long enough to burn holes into them. Then that means we got a very simple explanation. I just saw Bucalati jump onto the train from the platform with my own eyes. And if you come down the aisle without seeing him, then something strange is going on. Don't you agree? Did you take a good look at all the passengers? Did you see anyone with sunglasses or a beard? Or anything that looked like a disguise? I told you, I didn't see any of them. I didn't even pass by any of them. I didn't see even a shadow of these guys or the daughter. Plot, 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 plot. Turtle sounds. Turtles. Or... (laughs) Tortoise? Tortoise. Yeah, this is a tortoise. Yeah, it's a tortoise, yeah. Um, the tortoise, whose name we will find out shortly, uh, with the key in his back, zooming in, and we see the jewel in the key is actually just a pretty chill lounge area where all the boys and uh, Trish are hanging out. Yep, so this turtle is a stand user. <laughs> this turtle is so a stand user, and it's fantastic. Uh, Mista opens his mouth first. What is this? Where are we? The turtle at the drinking fountain was a stand user, and it seems that we're inside the turtle. I don't know how this works, but when you put the key into the turtle shell, it somehow activates this ability. That key becomes a doorway between this place and the outside world, and allows us to hide inside. (laughs) This... This turtle's got a stand? Shalorp. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, where am I? I'm under a chair? <laughs> this is fantastic because uh, yeah. the tortoise, whose name is Mr. President, by the way, um, is sitting under uh, a train seat and Narancia tried to come out and his head just bangs onto the chair it's really gross looking is there any text that says that its name is mr president like is that do they ever say that or is yeah that it's just got a like... stand profile page at some point uh, oh that's what i meant though we only know its name because of that there's they never have a reason to call it that in the story no they never refer to it it's like yo let's go hop in mr president no they do not say yeah <laughs> and the stand's name is actually coco jumbo so yeah 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 <laughs> let's go mm. What is that a reference to? <laughs> oh, it's the song Coco Jambo. Jambo. Put oh, me up, I never put heard it. Down, put my feet back on. It's it's a really like it I don't know if it's a good song, but it's a very fun song to just yell. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So, still, this is neat. The turtles like our own personal spaceship. I stand using turtle. But this room is not illusion, it's a real room. And the sofa and furniture are all real. There's even cold drinks in the fridge. Shit, we even got a TV. How's it getting power and reception inside a turtle, huh? This thing's showing Captain Subasa. There. Oh, there it is. Yeah, God there it is. damn it. Yeah, there it is. There's the connection. God, God fucking damn it. <laughs> but you know what now? When they actually make 
when they make the Golden Wind anime, they'll own the rights to that anime. Yeah, so they they'll can just put show it... a bit of the anime they already made. <laughs> <laughs> that if they do that, that would be the greatest uh, like long con of all time. <laughs> right? They've actually they're actually only making Captain Tsubasa first, For so they can little... just for this. <laughs> I love that. Mm. I have no idea either. But it seems safe to say that the inside of the turtle is a real room that has electricity running. Perhaps the boss was kind enough to set it up for us. At any rate, turtles prefer to stay hidden. They aren't the kind to cry out or wander about. To me, it looks like we'll get to Venezia safely like this. I love this editor's note. I still... (laughs) I still don't know how a turtle sounds. Do turtles sound... Because I, I, I don't think they do. I, I don't think, I think they, they vocalize. Can vocalize. I think. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> that's definitely not on a. Definitely, definitely not on a. What was that? Was that toy where you like spin it around? Oh, the says, cow yeah. says moo. Yeah, it's definitely not on one of those. <laughs> no, it's and there's no space. It's like the turtle goes. <laughs> the turtle goes. Kill me. <laughs> there are Why am I bound? To- why am I bound to this weird rock? <laughs> Why do I live in my house and my house follows me around? I hate this. <laughs> Pesci is outside, talking to Shadow Man. <clears throat> Fra, it's time for the train to go. It's starting to move. We didn't see any passengers that looked like them, right? They must be hiding somewhere in this station. They must have noted so- noticed someone was on their tail and decided to board another train at random to get away. Let's get some of the vagrants and use them to search for us. Ooh, shuffle, shuffle. Ooh. Shadow Man notices that where once there was a turtle, there is now no turtle. Oh. The drinking fountain. I was about to get far... It was too... I was too far to get a good look, but there was something there. Something dark, but it's gone now. Bucalati kneeled down and did something. He picked it up. He picked up something at the drinking fountain. <laughs> and did something. Fra, I told you, the train's starting to move. Shut up, you're getting on too. Huh? Huh, but why? What's going on? Why are we getting on the train? It's my gut speaking. I don't know how Bucalati did it, but I got a feeling that they're somewhere in this train. You got a feeling? A feeling? No more questions. Just get on, Pesci. I already said this before. Bucalati had confidence that he could safely move around the train. But it wasn't, though, it wasn't through confidence that they could evade our pursuit. The boss must be leading them. His ass- The boss must be leading them. Hit- lending. Oh, God damn it. All right, I'm going to start that again because I was a disaster. Either or. <laughs> The boss must be lending them his assistance. I have a feeling that if we don't investigate this train, they'll get away and we'll never be able to find them again. Oh, man. Are we really doing this? And you said you didn't want to buy tickets. Just shut up. Hey, the gap in the wall. What's on the other side? That's not a wall at all. That's the door to the cab, isn't it? But it doesn't open from this side and there's no way all seven of them can fit in there. You just don't get it, do you? Our job right now is to search this train. We're going to ransack every nook and cranny in this thing from the head to tail. Try attacking inside with your beach boy. Oh? 
Ooh. Eh, God. All right. So we gotta wait. That's the sound. Do it. Beach Boy. All right. We got to talk about Beach Boy. I love Beach Boy. So, this sure is a one-of-a-kind fucking stand. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So, uh, first we see a fishing line with a hook on it come out of Pesci's finger. And then an entire fishing rod just slurps out of his hand. So, the, the fishing rod is basically part of his being. And he can pull out a little of it, like, he's, like we see with just the fishing line. Or he can summon the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. And this is a stand that is a fishing rod. Yep. And he pulls out the fishing rod and casts it uh, through the door like it was water. Um, hooks something and starts to wind it in. Um, it's not a group of seven in this room. There's only two. Got one. Oh, <laughs> Oh God! I I really like that you know that it says Beach Boy on on the fishing. It's rod, very on which, brand, which implies that stands are already named. Like the user doesn't name them. Like you know you get a stand and you just somehow know what they're called. It's also a manifest manifestation of his soul. So maybe he was like listening to the Beach Boys and was like, oh yeah, I should name my stand this, and it just appeared on there like Clan Tag and Call of Duty World War Two 2017. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, so what's de- what's very dangerous about Beach Boy is that it's not just a regular fishing rod. It can it, it basically treats any surface like it's water, and mm-hmm. he's fishing through it. And so he fished a person here, the engineer of the train. <laughs> oh God, getting a fishing rod, a fishing hook in me is like one of my ultimate like body fears. Oh, it's <laughs> like, not that bad. Just just do like avoidance therapy and just like get a fish fish hook and like stab it through you and you'll not be afraid of it anymore no (laughs) that's fine that's healthy oh god oh shadow man's in here he's just poking his head in is that shadow man oh that is shadow Man. Yeah, yeah yeah damn it's pretty cramped in here it was just the engineer they have to be in some part of this train Huh? What? Hold on a sec. This isn't right. I thought there were two inside. Is there only one? Really? I'm pretty sure I felt two living things inside. ETA to Forenzi. Three hours, 30 minutes. Non-stop until the next stop at Roma. One hour, 30 minutes. Editor's note. Rome equals Roma. What? <laughs> Fuck, I wouldn't have known that. Um, and we see, no way. We you see wouldn't Mr. Have... President hanging out under the engineer's chair. So that's where we are. You wouldn't have been able to figure out that Roma is Rome, Jack. No, not not a one. Not, nope. Damn. Damn. Wouldn't have done it. Um, also, if you're asking yourself, uh, dear listener, is Jack just doing a Snagglepuss voice for Pesci? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, all right, chapter... 488. The Grateful Dead, part one. Fun fact about Andy, I hate the Grateful Dead, (laughs) the band. I fucking hate jam bands. I hate the Grateful Dead. I hate hippies. (laughs) Someone in my life who turned into a hippie really burned me once. And I've never been able to get over hippies ever since. I I never knew that. Oh, yeah. 
So, I was uh, someone really fucking ruined my life. That was a hip. Well, not wasn't always a hippie, but turned into a hippie and started hanging out at like hippie music festivals and oh, started listening god. to jam bands. And oh, I'm like, god. oh my god, what the fuck? Did they listen to the Grateful Dead? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I'm so sorry. The- yeah. So ever since then, I've had a like a burning, seething hatred for hippies and everything they stand for. <laughs> Is the Grateful Dead a jam band? I'm still unclear. Sort of. Okay. I don't really care. I, I I loop them all together. That's fair. Jam band is the best thing I can call them. I don't want to call them like a folk band because I think that's <laughs> not that's giving them too much credit. I love this. Oh, the closest I have to that is like someone I knew in college like ran away from college to become like a shaman in North Dakota. So. <laughs> That's all I got. Oh my god. <laughs> College is weird, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't hate Grateful Dead the Stand though. No, this Grateful is, Dead the Stand again, is really another, cool. Another great Vento Oreo stand that I love to death because it's just so weird and original and different and I love it. Mm-hmm. Alright, oh, I forgot, we forgot to uh, say like what Pesci is wearing. So he's got this big <laughs> yellow... A sleeveless raincoat with a fur collar, and he's got so he's got a dress on. <laughs> is it a dress or is it a onesie? That oh goes down no, to it's a feet? it's it's a onesie. Yep, and he because he has matching purple shoes. Oh yeah, his and he, his onesie is decorated with hearts with fishing hooks in them, and also a couple that just say Beach Boy. So yep, that, and he has little uh. Like wrist gauntlets. Oh, with also with fishing hooks on it. Mm, yep, yeah. very on brand. But Shadow Man over here just looks like discount uh, Yoshikage Kira. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Like we see so much detail in like his face and everything. Like why, why is he still in Shadow? <laughs> like a Rocky, uh, like commit to the bit. He he's just been doing it for so long at this point. It's like how long can I keep this going? Why not? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Okay, coming in. Pesci, I'm going to ransack this train from head to tail. I'll find Bucalati and drag him out from wherever he's hiding. You stay in the cab. I don't think they've noticed us just yet, but if they did, they might stop the train. They have the daughter with them, and thanks to that, they won't be able to move about or jump out of the train that easily. We hold the upper hand here. Bring the train to full steam. By the time we reach Roma, they'll be dead and the daughter will be ours. Forgot to mention, this train engineer is just dead, and his face was hooked by Beach Boy, and it's not pretty. It's not yeah, pretty. it's not great. Well, wait a sec, Fra. This is weird. I thought there were two beings inside the cab. There should be something else inside here. Huh? Huh? Opening sounds? Nah, there wouldn't be anyone inside the locker. I guess that guy was alone in here. Unlike Fra, my, guts, my gut instinct's pretty poor, even. Hmm? Huh? What? What's that dark thing? Uh, Pesci has spotted Mr. President under the seat, and we see some weird smoke start to come out. It's like, oh, whoa, what the? Fr- Fratello! And we see what's emitting the smoke, and it's Grateful Dead, and it looks awesome. It looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> oh, there is definitely a Yu-Gi-Oh card that looks like this. So... It's the upper half of a man, like roughly humanoid, uh, covered in eyes, covered in eyes. He's got Frieza's eyes. toes. Yeah, he's got Frieza's toes for hands. 
Um, and hanging out of where his guts would be are just like metal tentacles. No like mouth. Bioorganic things. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, and notice he, his joints are screwed in. Oh, that's cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Some, I love the detail here. I love the detail. Um, the Grateful Dead. Wait, wait a moment. Are you really doing it? Are you going to kill all these passengers together with them, too? We're not even sure if they're on the train in the first place. Didn't I say so? I'm going to ransack this place. They must be in here somewhere. Besides, what? Uh, I really like the colors on this page, like the pink and the light blue. It's nice. Oh, yeah. Very cool. Besides, this isn't a big deal, is it? We got tourist flights crashing every year anyway. Those are far worse than what's about to happen here. We see the vapor slowly circle around, Mr. President. The cut to the boys just just chilling in this turtle. They're like taking a nap. Mm, but maybe because it's ah shit. <clears throat> maybe it's because we're inside this turtle. It's kind of getting steamy in here. You want to drink too, Narancia? We only got cold yeah. drinks here. Cola, mineral water, both fizzy and the regular kind. Apple. Oh, those orange. Italians love their sparkling water. Oh my god, they love their sparkling everything, right? Yeah. <laughs> Apple, orange, and pineapple juice. Hey, you listening? Huh? What was that? I asked if you wanted a drink, and you're looking pretty tired. Maybe you need some rest. That's Narancia there. Oh, that's the. It's the so fuck? dumb. <laughs> Everything is fine. I'll keep an eye on the ceiling for you. I'm not that tired. Wait, really? My shoulder suddenly feels so stiff, and my back hurts too. Ali Oop, who is speaking these lines? This is—I I think Ali Oop because he like sits down on a chair. Oh, uh, okay. I could go for something warm and easy on the stomach. Didn't I say we only have cold drinks? You don't listen, do you? I'll have a banana. Lift. <laughs> There's just this sound effect as he pulls his banana. It's just lift. Uh, we see that they have a selection of magazines inside Mr. President. Gardens, TV game, automobile, and girl. <laughs> And of course, uh, Narancha reaches for the gardens. <laughs> yeah, he loves to look at gardens. This boy loves gardens. Ah, nobody could look at the garden without sighing, could they? It's so relaxing, so beautiful. I'd like to lay down under the sun in a garden like this and think back to the good old days when I was a kid. Slurp. Ah! Uh, hey, quit licking, licking your fingers to turn the pages. It's fucking gross. I haven't read that <laughs> one yet. Huh? What was I just doing? <laughs> You're kidding. Oh, oh, God. Yeah. Mister no- notices yeah. that as Narancia is coughing, uh, one of his teeth just come out, attached to, like, his pulp. Hey. Oh, God, it's so gross. Hey, something came out of your mouth when you are coughing. Can't you sit up straight? You look like a freak. What? What, what is, is this? What just came out of my mouth? A tooth? Oh, God. I, I can't eat this banana. <coughs> it's all dried up. It's hard as a rock. 
Oh, I get it. You're such a clown. <laughs> that surprised me. But seriously, that's not funny, man. It really looked like a tooth came out of your mouth. Pretty gross, dude. What was that thing, anyway? Huh? What are you talking about, mister? Oh. You're talking too quietly. I can't hear you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, Narancha has aged Naran significantly. Narancha has aged like 70 years. And he's trying to... And so to has this banana. <laughs> yeah, this banana looks like a, a, a dried corn cob. Yeah. Like, this banana, it's falling apart. I, I, I can't eat this. All of them, they're all dried up. All the fruits in here. Uh, hey, what, what's wrong with you? Your face is all messed up. Huh? 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 The Get. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Can you hear me? I'll say it louder this time. This banana is edible. Look, it's all dry and crumpled up. It's been out here for ages. Look, it's falling apart and it's old. And it's old. <laughs> Bukalati. I know. What? What's this white stuff? It was on my head. What just came out of my head? Trish is surprised for the first time, like, in this entire story. It's a stand attack. Is the enemy here? Inside the train? Are they coming for us? Uh, what is happening? You're all making quite a racket. Is that a problem? Oh, God. Jorno's old, too. <laughs> They're all old. Everyone that was taking a nap or, or is is all old. Abaccio, uh, fucking Fuga, and Giorno. Why did I forget Fuga's name? Uh, you, you've aged. Oh God, I hate this name. Oh man, this. Ah, uh, this is bad. This is rough city. Oh, uh, I'm not gonna read this. Uh, we see that in the passenger car of a train. A lady and her baby have just aged, like, 50 years, and this baby is disgusting to look at. Oh, God. Whew. But, uh, yeah, I guess we could leave it there for now. Yeah, we've introduced the main conceit of Grateful Dead. Everyone's getting old, but not, not everyone. Some people are getting old, they don't know why, and it's gross. <laughs> They're going to die. Oh, oh yes. Here's a, here's a neat detail I didn't notice. The uh, the flower pot that was inside uh, Mr. President, the flowers dried up and aged. That's neat. Ooh, look at that. Look at that. Now let's talk about... Look at that neat factoid, Jack. Yeah. Thank you. It's a factoid that I shared with my friend Andy. Now we're going to talk about a crazy house and the lady that lives in it. Oh, uh, yeah. Back to our fr good friends, the Winchesters. <laughs> Winchesters. <laughs> Inventors. Or what was it? The Winchesters, the, the owner of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Willie Winchester, owner of the <laughs> Willie Winchester's Repeating Arms Company. Exactly. Found at the Winchester, Willie Winchester Dome. <laughs> Oh, Lord. So, the, it was just exposition about the Winchester rifle. Uh, read the last panel, and then we'll move on. <clears throat> and thus, the gun that won the West, the
the Winchester rifle was born. The rifle that both protected and tore people apart. Sarah, Sarah Winchester, believed the fortune teller's warnings. Um, the fortune teller warned her that she needed to build the biggest house, never stop building, or ghost will kill her. <clears throat> she believed that the vengeful ghosts of people who lost their lives to the guns made by the Winchester Company cursed Sarah and were the reason why she lost all her family. The year in which both her daughter died and the famous Winchester 1866 model was 1866, <laughs> okay. Just one year after the Civil War, it seemed to be more than a mere coincidence. In 18... God, text is so small. In 1883, she headed west as far as she could on a train. She then bought 161 acres of land located 70 kilometers southeast of San Francisco to begin construction of her new house. A house built to protect her from evil spirits. The Winchester house would originally start out as an eight-room house. Over the years, the maze-like mansion had 160 rooms, 2,000 doors, and at least 10,000 windows built. 47 differently designed fireplaces, 40 flights of stairs, 40 bedrooms, 6 safe rooms. However, there were only two mirrors in the house. Being superstitious, she was very paranoid of the number 13. Every flight of stair, every flight of stair had 13 steps. In each of the 13 bathrooms, there were exactly 13 windows. Each chandelier had 13 lights, 13 roof panels. Even the kitchen sinks had 13 drainage holes. You get, get in the picture yet? Chimneys with no openings for the smoke to escape. When the fireplace was lit, the smoke would return back to the room. Stairways that randomly led to the ceiling. Doors that lay on the floor. And at least a hundred windows that only faced some wall. Stairways that split off into even more stairways, and sometimes the last step of the, of the stairway would be three meters tall. Remember, everybody, this is a real place you can go to. <laughs> it's wild. That's so. That's so insane. Where is this? Um, I mean California. Let's see. Is it? She. I mean, she said seventy kilometers like southeast of uh, uh, San Francisco. Oh. Winchester House, real quick. Um, and then San Jose. Oh, Nini. Could you... I have to add this to my list of uh, tourist stops if I ever make it up north. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, look, looking at this place, it's enormous. God. Yeah. Um. Man, the got spo uh, This page is just missing. Oh well. What? There's a page missing. Uh, yeah, page twenty-six. It just it just won't load for me. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. Oh well. Didn't really miss too much. But yeah, the Winchester house. Like I've read about it, and I've read about Sarah Winchester. Like the the lady had some beliefs about the spirits, let's say, and that kind of led her led her down a path. Um. And just when you think the door will lead to another room, it will open up outside on the third floor. Twisted corridors, hidden passages, secret rooms, rooms inside rooms. A gigantic bell that would only ring at 1am and 2am. And even an observatory. No thief dared to steal from the house even once. Even today, it is impossible to safely explore the house without a map and a tour guide. The planning and design was all done by Sarah herself. 
Only the finest quality wood and other supplies were used for building materials. There were many expensive stained glasses and modern conveniences such as modern toilets and showers. There were even luxurious dance halls that were unfortunately never used. Another odd fact was that the main doors were never open. Even in 1903, when the 26th President of the United States, Theodore Roosevelt, came to visit the house, he had to enter through the back door. Alright, I think, I think we're done with exposition about the Winchester house. <laughs> Thank God. Alright, uh, cut to Sarah Winchester washing her face in, in one of the many bathrooms. Yeah, um, who knows where she actually is in this fucking house. Mm, uh... Was I doing Sarah? Or who? I, I, I don't know. Go ahead, because I'm, I'm tired of talking. <laughs> okay. Something smells. Some, some... Huh. This smell. Some vapor is coming from outside the bathroom through the window. Ooh. Ooh. It's a bag of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah? What is in a refuse bag? <laughs> Ref- it oh, no, you can see a hand in there. Oh, boy, you can see a hand in there. Oh, there's a hand in there. Oh, boy. Oh, so there's a bag of refuse outside of her bathroom. It looks like there's a hand in it. Um, it's, like, dangling outside her bathroom window? Uh, as the sun, as the morning sun shines through it, she sees the Im- like just a hand hanging out in there. What? What is this? It can't be. You must not be found. Of you'll be killed. What? Whatever. Or or you'll Jack. Context clues, Jack. Uh. What context clues? It just says you must not be found of you'll be killed. Yeah, but you can fill in the blanks or you'll be killed. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I was very... That can, that sentence just threw me for a loop. Um, <laughs> from the fortune teller telling her this. Is this really happening or am I seeing things? Ah! My, my hair! Her, ah! her hair has gotten pulled into the refuse bag uh, and... She shut the window on her hair. I'm not sure how that worked. It was not a smart decision for Mrs. Winchester. None of this really is. Somebody help! Help me! Oh. So she grabs, uh, she grabs a razor blade and chops her hair off. Yeah, she grabs a straight razor because it's the late 1800s. Um, it, the sequence of these panels is a little bit confusing. Um, slice tries to slice, but her hand gets caught on on something. Oh, man, it's very confusing. Uh, she's able to slice off her hair. Whew, sorry. Um, but the refuse bag is now animate and floating in through the bathroom window. Uh, by a... so she tries to fight it off with the straight <laughs> the straight razor. <laughs> oh what. This was someone's hand. I think we saw we saw this happen in the earlier chapter. Like, a hand was lost. Someone lost their hand. It was put into a bag and then carted away. But then, in some kind of, like, Junji Ito, like, twist, the gases from the hand decaying are making this bag fly around her bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. God. She, 
damn like every other page of this doesn't load for me it's really annoying all right well, i'll keep going yeah then, go it's ahead. all loaded for me okay so she's fighting off the hand with the razor it's getting real heated oh yeah and then she t- <laughs> I, I'm... she takes a swipe at it and drops the blade for some reason and cuts her finger pretty deep oh. i don't know how she managed that uh, uh i very easily because she built a crazy house <laughs> yeah Ugh. You opened the window for me, and you also gave me this razor. Oh, no. The Oh, the hand popped out of the bag now? Oh. What is going on? This is so confusing. <laughs> uh, so the bag is talking where the hand in this floating bag is now holding a straight razor, which is probably a bad thing. The door! I... As it crosses the threshold into the bathroom door, she slams the door on the bag, and it kind of just splurts. Oh. Oh, man. I guess... Hello? Hello? Please, help me. I've been found. It's me, and I'm in the bedroom. I've been found. What do I do? Madame, are you the Winchester lady? Yes. If you really are a psychic whatever, please help me. It's coming into this room to try and kill me. What can I do? Madame... I would really like to help you, but I can no longer... That's long- the dear, uh, dear witch voice. Oh, shit. Madame, madame, I'd really like to help you, but I can no longer do anything. It is already beyond my power to help you right now. <clears throat> On my neck, there's a right hand strangling me. The left hand must be with you. The only advice I can give you is... Run! Run away as quickly as you can. Your house will soon be destroyed by an earthquake. Cha-chum. And some shit happens. Her whole fucking house starts falling apart. This hand is still causing some problems. And then what's that? Oh, there's goop. Oh, (laughs) so the hand splurted onto the bedroom door. And as the house starts to fall apart in this earthquake, she falls onto the door and the hand reaches up and grabs her face. Um, Oh, is this... Oh, who is this? This way. We need to run away. There's a secret passage through here which even you don't know about. Some mysterious lady in black garb is helping out Miss Winchester as she's being grabbed by this goop hand. Quickly, we need to run away and hide. Pull through, pulled through this weird trap door in the floor. Um, oh, who? What? What is going on here? What the actual fuck is? I, I'm vi- all right. So what's let's describe what's happening on the page. Let's use our words like adults. Um, okay. As what we thought to be Miss Winchester is falling through this trap door. She turns into uh, the the butler man, um, and it's the butler man now instead of Miss Winchester. What? Okay, all right, let's keep going. Oh, she sw- she had him switch places with her, I oh, guess, because she was paranoid about the that she would be seen. About yeah, the ghosts. All about right. the ghosts. Uh, you had. Thank a- you. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you, James, for switching places with me every night after I go to sleep. It's nothing, my lady. If it's to keep you safe, I would gra- I would gladly offer my life, but not my apps. Never my apps. 
have, <laughs> I have always loved you. Nine ninety nine on the Google Play Store. <laughs> Subscribe today to my new me- home meal kit service. In eighteen hundreds, we have no ice. It's really gross. <laughs> Long before this house was built, I have always loved you, hoping one day you might reciprocate my feelings. Your your feelings. I understand your feelings. I have loved you too since my husband passed away many years ago. But this is a love that cannot be. If you ever gazed into my face, you would be cursed as well and doomed to die. Now, let us get away from here. Oh, God damn it! I'm at the very end. It's still freezing up. I hate... The- All- oh, I'll, okay. I'll read it. Yeah, no. Although the Winchester house was originally seven floors tall after the earthquake, it was reduced to four floors... In her later years, she would say that she was tricked by the psychic into doing such a stupid thing. It's possible that if she had used her money differently, she could have found happiness. But what was happiness for her? Why did she never once open the beautiful dance floor she had built? Perhaps it was because, one day, she longed to dance with her family in those dance halls. A A monument. To the eternal love, she the a monument to the eternal love for the family she loved. Oh my god! <laughs> the Win- the, the, yeah, the Winchester House was under con- continuous construction for thirty nine years. In 1922, after suffering from arthritis, Sarah Winchester passed passed away at the age of eighty two. The sounds of hammering disappeared from the house with her. Oh, a whole load of nothing. <laughs> what was- yeah, I mean, I. Th- I thought it was, like, the the first half, the, the part we read last week was, like, pretty good as far as just, like, a historical yeah. tale, I guess. But the second half that we read today, it, it was kind of, like, a big mess. Yeah, it was like, alright, so there's the ghost, and it's coming for her, but it's not actually her. Um, and it's James, Miss, Mr. Robot. And then they leave the house, and it's fine. And then, oh, man go to the <laughs> alright this thing is called the Winchester Mystery House I'm putting a link here so you can look at this because this is incredible the Winchester Mystery House okay let's let's take a peek mm-hmm. oh my god look at this place yeah it's like Palace at Versailles but it's in San Jose <laughs> what the fuck? it looks like you it looks like someone read six different architecture books and then kind of like did a lot of codeine and tried to draw a house. <laughs> That's what this is. Uh, yeah. Imagine this. She also, yes, yeah, Sarah Winchester inherited more than $20.5 million. She also inherited nearly 50% ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, giving her income of roughly $1,000 a day. Hot damn. Yeah. Uh, since its construction in 1884 the property and mansion were claimed by many to be haunted by the ghosts of those killed with winchester rifles damn hey let me tell you i never knew about any of this manga has educated me Uh, yeah and we when we read about typhoid mary you will also be educated but in a gross way because oh boy it's bad oh lord I guess that will call it an episode there. This is this yeah, has been another wonderful. Yeah, I'm just looking at this a view of the Winchester Mystery House from a high-rise building to the south, and it's just yeah. this sprawling estate. Like, imagine, but like, did the earthquake actually happen? I don't know. 
Uh, you know what? You know, dear listeners, go read this one shot and then go d- dig into the research of the actual place because I'm going to look more into this later. Uh, oh, and here's a fun fact. Yeah. Shinji Mikami, creator of survival horror game The Evil Within, released in 2014, cites the house as an influence. In-game, the Victorian mansion level appears to draw inference from the mystery house featuring bizarre and confusing architecture intended to distract and lead players astray. Oh, that's really cool, actually. And also, Ghost yeah. Adventures and Ghost Brothers filmed episodes here. Dude, Go- is Ghost Brothers the ghost spinoff of Property Brothers? Oh, oh I wish. <laughs> the, pro- the program follows ghost hunters Dalen Spratt, Juan M- Mass, and Marcus Harvey. Oh. Oh, boy. No. It All right, like let's call spin- it an episode. We're going to sign off here. Uh, thank you guys for listening to another episode of whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, whatever this a book club amalgamation of information has turned into. We're having fun. Hopefully you're having fun as well. Um, and you can continue having fun <laughs> by subscribing to us on iTunes. Woof. And, <laughs> you know what, man? I, can, I will force a segue. <laughs> You can subscribe to us on Google Play, on iTunes, drop us a like, there's a five-star rating if you enjoy what you hear, or even if you just don't hate what you hear. Um, You can find everything that we record on the SoundCloud. Um, I drop a link to each week's episode on r slash Stardust Crusaders, so check it out over there. Uh, You can talk to us on Twitter, at JoJo underscore cast, and email us at whatabeautifulpodcast.com at gmail.com I, I think I got I think I you got, got all you got everything right Jack Ooh, full marks good work pass the quiz teach oh god alright everyone thanks for listening we will catch you next week have a great week guys take care